0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your
1: house. From the
0: St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, July 31st. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, gene editing, New technologies are arguably more powerful than ever before, and researchers are now trying to figure out how to present these new tools to a skeptical public. Reporter Madeline Beck will have more on the future of gene editing technology. First, the news. Planned Parenthood is asking a federal judge to strike down Missouri's eight-week abortion ban. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports, the organization claims the law violates the constitutional right to an abortion.
1: The Republican-led legislature passed the law in May, except in rare cases, providers who offer abortions after the eight-week mark could face felony charges and up to 15 years in prison. But Planned Parenthood's lawsuit claims banning abortions before a fetus can survive outside the womb is unconstitutional. Colleen McNicholas is the chief medical officer of Planned Parenthood of the St. Louis region in southwest Missouri. She calls the law the state's latest attempt to prohibit abortion access. I think it is an example for the rest of the country where extreme legislators are
0: really pushing to find any way possible to outlaw abortion in the state.
1: Missouri is one of several states with Republican-led legislatures that have passed restrictive bans on abortions this year. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Former St. Louis County Executive Steve Stenger wants to pay back county government before he is sentenced in a corruption scheme next month. Stenger's attorneys are asking a judge for permission to pay restitution early. The Post-Dispatch reports the amount would be $130,000 That is the size of a marketing contract a Stanker campaign donor received in exchange for his contributions. Stanker pleaded guilty in May to three federal charges. His sentencing is set for August 9th. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is touting a major gambling expansion law as an economic development tool for the state. He says people who have taken their money to other areas for gaming will now have the option to keep it in Illinois. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports Pritzker discussed the measure's potential impact during a visit yesterday to Fairmount Park in the Metro East. The Illinois gaming expansion passed and signed earlier this year is massive. It authorizes six new casinos for the state, sports betting, and most importantly for Fairmount Track, casino gambling at racetracks. Pritzker says the bill helps a struggling racing industry regain traction in the state. and Especially in the horse racing world, as racing days have gone away, uh, it means that jobs in the horse racing industry have gone away. And so this bill really brings back that industry to Illinois. The bill helps the track more than double the number of racing days a year. Pritzker says more racing days means more jobs, more money for the region, and more of this. Come on! In Belleville, I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois' governor also took time yesterday to sign a measure creating new rules for the storage and disposal of toxic coal ash from power plants. The Coal Ash Pollution Prevention Act includes a requirement that plant owners pay permit fees to cover the cost of state inspections of the coal ash disposal process. Science fiction writers have long warned us about the dangers of modifying organisms. Think Jurassic Park. But new, futuristic gene editing technologies are becoming a reality, and Harvest Public Media's Madeline Beck spoke with researchers about how to present these new tools to a long skeptical public.
1: This is the sound of giant locusts attacking towns in Illinois. It's from a 1957 movie called Beginning of the End. Basically, a scientist used radiation to make giant fruits and veggies. Pesky grasshoppers got in, ate some radioactive stuff. Their cell division accelerated
0: immediately. That is, they started to grow abnormally fast.
1: Giant killer locusts probably aren't that big of a threat, but the movie demonstrates our long-held fear of messing with nature. But a real-life revolt against gene editing came up when the public found out just how much food was being genetically modified.
0: If you put something out where the public isn't comfortable with it, it's not doesn't matter what the science says. Once their mind is made up, they're not comfortable with it. It can be very hard to reverse it.
1: Stephen Moose researches and teaches crop genetics at the University of Illinois. He says that the fear of GMOs might have been avoided if the public had been let into decision-making processes from the beginning. And he says we should do that with new gene editing technology, like with CRISPR, something that makes it easier to edit genes, or with this kind of crazy thing called gene drive.
0: So gene drive is a case where you alter the outcome of inheritance. There are rules, and you can, if you understand how that process works, you can make it violate the rules.
1: So let's say we edit a mosquito gene so it's born with a trait that's bad for it, even kills it. Usually, baby skeeters born without that trait would survive and take over. Evolution. But what if we make it so 100% of offspring get that killer trait? That's gene drive.
0: Eventually, it basically creates a dead end, you know, a genetic dead end.
1: The population collapses. And while it may be decades off from regulatory approval, researchers are making baby steps, like with water hemp and Palmer amaranth, some of the nastiest weeds Midwest farmers battle. The University of Illinois' Patrick Trannell studies the plants and is looking into using gene drives on them. But let's be clear he's nowhere near a finished product. They're just now trying to find the genes that they'd eventually need to edit.
0: So, yeah, I mean, we're a long ways away at this point.
1: And any approved gene drive will likely require some sort of fail-safe or kill switch to make sure it doesn't wipe out a species.
0: So it's not our go to eradicate water hemp from the face of the earth. Nobody wants to do that, even though it's a weed. I'm sure it has some benefits to some organism somewhere.
1: But Trannel says this research is important because it could help overcome herbicide resistance, reduce the need for herbicides like Roundup and dicamba, and help us produce more food for a growing world. Along a similar vein, Omar Akbari at the University of California, San Diego, is researching how to use gene drives to potentially deal with an invasive fly. And it certainly sounds like the star of a sci-fi thriller, Drosophila Suzuki. It infests fruits and berries in a pretty intense way.
0: Females have a serrated ovipositor. Uh, Essentially, it's like a knife that is on their posterior end, and it enables them to stab the fruit with this knife and inject their eggs into the fruit.
1: Eggs inside a fruit are hard to kill. But Akbari says they're looking at other ways to handicap the fly beyond gene drive because that tech is so far off. Still, he and Trannel and Moose agree. The public needs to come along on these early steps for gene drive to ever be tried in the field. They're not even asking for full support, they just want the public to make knowledgeable decisions based on costs and benefits. And of course, no scientist wants to be personally responsible for unleashing some sort of sci-fi plague onto the earth.
0: I'm talking about giant locusts. Giant locusts are responsible for all of this.
1: Madeline Beck, Harvest Public Media.
0: That story is from Harvest Public Media, a public radio collaborative reporting on agriculture and rural issues throughout the Midwest. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. If you like this podcast, tell a friend to subscribe wherever they get their podcasts. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway.